Hey guys, I'm Stevie Nelson. And I'm Dave Horwitz. And this is I Burn Everything, a food and relationship podcast. Stevie, it is episode 99. I can't believe we made it to 99 and we're both still alive. I can't believe that we didn't start counting our episodes until like a (laughs) month ago. And then we realized we've done so many. It's it's very funny to... um, just like be do I don't know it just feels like we just wake up and do them and it's not a big deal but like then suddenly to get into like we're almost at triple digits that feels insane it's such an odd project to, to do over the course of five years because we, I mean, we've said it before but you know most podcasts that go this long would have hundreds by now but because we've taken breaks we're now literally completely different people than we were when we started and now we're doing our shows in our own homes and you know you have a new puppy and i have a new puppy and uh i i don't know when we'll ever be able to go outside again uh, and five years ago i was like oh i got this office job and i went on a couple of dates with this girl it was weird or like hey we're gonna have Gosh, yeah Dave, like five years ago i was like i think i fell in love with the love of my life and we like met at a coffee shop and kissed on our first date and like it's like stuff you wouldn't even do today because a pandemic and be like we are just in different I, I don't think I it's just said we are just in different places today boy do I remember that Dave t- today's episode is going to be great I think I met the love of my life well you know what I just biffed any opportunity to make a great segue but I think we should start the episode because our guest <laughs> fucking rules she she's incredible she has such a good energy and she is like she shines so bright um she is a comedian, she's an actor, and she's a white... Oh, God. Of course I said white <laughs> Wait, I think it's because you were getting nervous about saying her name because... <laughs> her name because it gives me a bit of a speech impediment. <laughs> so, okay, we got to keep this in because that was really funny. Because... I have I have no intention of cutting that out. I really... You know, sometimes I stutter and sometimes I also, like, W's and R's hard for me. So, um, she is... I'm going to try again. She's a comedian. She's an actor. She's a writer. Yes. Addie Wyrich. Wow. That is a mouthful. Let's Um, do it. Let's do it. What's up, you guys? Thanks for having me on the podcast. Are you kidding? Thank you for being on our 99th episode. Mm. I know. I was I was really trying to make the joke of like, I got 99 problems, but <laughs> this podcast ain't one. But I was like, but that's actually not working. Because well, it is. This podcast is not a problem of mine. No, it works. No, yeah, I yeah. Like, I got 99 episodes, Um, but Addie hasn't been on one. And there then- we go. There we go. Then, but then it's incorrect because I'm the 99th, so it's the math doesn't work. Yeah, no, or the it's math. Like you have 98 problems or 98 podcasts, and Addie's on one. Like, as right. in you're on one in the proverbial sense, and you're on one episode of the podcast. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. it's like maybe it's like we hit 99 podcasts and Addie's on one. We got 99 podcasts and Addie's <laughs> on one. I, I think. think- I think that is it, and I think Daisy <laughs> would approve. Um, I, mean- I don't think there's any need to brainstorm any further. I think like when you <laughs> when you nail it, you nail it. 
Wait, uh, okay. There is this is like such an immediate tangent, like immediate tangent. <laughs> I'm like go, a go, of go, effect, go. but but there's this um improv like um uh, improv game that we used to play when I did like a hip hop improv class. I know it killed me, but I but it's honestly it's the best. It was taught by North Coast um hip hop improv group in New York, and they're amazing. And yeah. um, it's a uh, basically it's like a rhyming game so it's like um you follow the if you're having girl problems i feel bad for you son i got 99 problems but a bitch ain't one but instead of saying girls are bitch you would say something different so to say the rhyming word is like um is grass so you could be like if you're having park problems i feel bad for you son i got 99 problems but grass ain't one if you're having window problems i feel bad for you son i got 99 problems but glass ain't one and like you just you would be oh, in a circle and wow. you like keep trying to go in so you're so it's kind of like you have to think of the rhyme but then think of the word that would make sense in the beginning oh wow so, that's fun so it's it would really be like fun. if you're having uh not so going off of grass if you're having uh-huh. no, knob problems i feel bad for you son i got 99 problems but brass ain't one yeah if you're <laughs> having <laughs> church problems i feel bad for you son i got 99 problems but mass ain't one. Oh my god! if you're having booty problems i feel bad for you son i got 99 problems but ass ain't one it's just you can just keep going give me another rhyme scheme give me another uh, word all right let me see let me see um um nature uh, uh nature you want me to rhyme nature you can you can do no, like bees no. or like um tree, uh, you know, trees trees okay because then it's like if you're having oak problems i feel bad for you son i got 99 <laughs> problems but trees ain't one if you're having honey problems i feel bad for you son i got 99 problems but bees ain't one if you're having joint problems i feel bad for you son i got 99 <laughs> problems but knees ain't one if you're having itchy dog problems i feel bad for you son i got 99 problems but Please. please ain't one if you're having manners problems i feel bad for you son i got 99 <laughs> problems but please, please ain't one if you're having smile problems i feel bad for you son i got 99 problems but cheese ain't one oh like say cheese i am thank hey addy thank god you exist this is such a good way to start anything uh, i am an only child this is like how i spend my time like wait, just moving around the house you are an only child yeah, I'm very aggressively an only child. Yeah, <laughs> I have a theory that two things, two things okay, about only children. Okay, I'm great. a middle child, so yes. I have a lot of theories about everything. But okay, great. Um, only children are number one. They're always stars. They're stars because oh, you're because you're born the center of the universe for sure. And honestly, they're the only people I ever have problems with. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, same. I mean, also same. Like I, although I, I, I hope, I hope that I don't give people um, problems. But I will say about the stars thing. Um, my parents, God bless them, incredible people. They used to. Uh, well, I had a show in New York called uh, Only Child Syndrome, and I hosted it uh, at um, at Union Hall uh, in Brooklyn, and um, and I would introduce people the same way and it's because when I was a child um, my parents had this bedroom that had like kind of like double doors they're very small thin double doors in like a row home but you know you could still push them open you know what I mean and so I would go on the other side of the door my parents would be waking up they'd be in bed and for literally like an hour they would say ladies and gentlemen put your hands together for the star of our morning Adeline Judson Wyrick 
scratch and then me like two years old would fling open the doors and go and I'd like run in and my head would like bob just barely over the bed and then I would like strike a pose and I would be like again and I would just go right behind the door close it and they would say Ladies and gentlemen, the start of our morning, Adelaide, and I would just do it over and over and over again. And so when I did Only Child Syndrome, every time I would like host stuff, like uh, uh, Lisa Traeger is like an incredible stand-up and I had her on the show multiple times. And so it would be like, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the star of our evening, Lisa Traeger. And then the next person would be like Monroe Martin and it would be ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the star of our evening, Monroe Martin. So like everyone was the star of the evening. Because I but, wanted everyone to feel how it felt to have my parents. <laughs> honestly, even just hearing, even just hearing you say it. First of all, that's so cute that your parents did that. But even just hearing you say that, like the star of our evening, there's something in me that's like, yeah, like it, yeah. Make, it makes you really like feel good, and it doesn't even have to be about you. <laughs> oh, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the star of this podcast, Stevie Nelson. I come in with guns blazing. Yeah, that is yeah, yeah. such a different vibe than like i 99 of shows i've either been on or seen where it's like all right uh let's keep it going guys uh, your next comic has been on um lowest john, john oliver's yeah. new york stand-up show in 2012 and currently writes for uh tbs's people of earth put your hands together, together for <laughs> And yeah, then they yeah. come out and they're like, hey, guys, What's so guys? Uh, dating's weird. I'm depressed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, such a, it's such a better energy to come out like just being like, let's celebrate. Let's, like, oh, yeah. let's make everyone a star. Well, I feel like, I mean, I have like a theater background and by theater background, I mean like I went to theater camp. I like did theater in high school. So like I felt like my first kind of like introduction to performances was like you're putting on a show. Yeah. So it's like, there's an audience, they're paying a ticket, like there's props, there's like a lot of effort went into the show. And even when I would do improv, like my favorite improv mentor, Anders Fors, he is like from Sweden and he, um, ah. he would say like, I know, very cool, Sweden drop. He would be like, the show is 90% the audience because without the yeah. audience, they wouldn't, there wouldn't be a show. And I feel like whenever I will host a show either by myself or like I have a monthly show with Nick Kocher and Demi the Juibe at Dynasty Typewriter called Everything's Great. And uh, we point, love, we're Demi, we're Demi fans. We love Demi. We love Nick. And we also love, Eric, I don't know Nick who is our producer, big fan uh, on all, big fan of all of them, but don't know them. Only know Demi. Okay. You gotta meet Nick and Eric. Eric is a wonderful producer. It was just his birthday. Um, he, uh, uh, we put on this monthly show and, 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 we really like for it to feel like a cohesive show and like we have group bits we have high energy we are we are selective about um about guests like who we're pairing together with guests and like the music that we're pairing together and the group bits that we're doing and we want it to feel you know like you're coming to see a specific show and there's a reason why you're going there um yeah I love I, I love I love all kinds of shows for all kinds of reasons. I love the yeah, your next guest um hey guy, what's up with dating? Like I there's a there's a certain there's a there's a certain love for that too. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just not the energy that it's like cla- I, feel, that I feed off of. Yeah, yeah, it's a classic vibe. It's also not it's not my energy either. What's your favorite yeah. since you are a theater um you have a theater background, what's your favorite like show? What's your favorite you know, so like- here's the thing. I actually don't really like theater. <laughs> <laughs> 
like it's fine I, I think it's like I or I mean I do I mean I do every time I go to the theater I'm always like this is amazing I think I'm very easily impressed um I uh if you have the app Letterboxd you like rate movies and stuff oh and I have I, it I stopped Dave, Dave's a movie. big big active Letterboxer yeah I love Letterboxd oh my god follow me I'm Addie Aminder Addie I forget what I am um but to figure it out um I stopped giving star ratings because I just kind of like kept giving five stars because I was like, but they made a movie. That was such hard work. I love the effort. I was so excited I mean, to see I that. I haven't made a movie. Life. Like, who am I to give a three star rating? I haven't made a movie. Who the fuck am I? You know, that it's is, just a joyous thing. That is so sweet. That's Wait, so much but, kinder than I am yeah, about the movie. That's much kinder than Dave. Wait, so, okay. Because yeah. I've been on sets. I've been on sets. Mm-hmm, so, like, yeah. I see how hard, like, like, you know, grips have to wake up at 5 a.m., maybe earlier. And Oof. it's like, why would you give that grip three stars? Like, like that grip, like, she did such a good job on that movie. You know, like, like art department, art department pulled through. Like, like their budget, they had no budget, uh, and they made so many banners. Like, you are, okay. you okay. are I, so special. I have to, I, I have to know now, because now that I've heard a, a little bit about continuing, you, you, you and I have not met, but no, I'm hearing... I've just hello, so nice to meet you on my show. Um, you are so intentional and deliberate with the way you put together your show, which I, I have a similar background and have hosted and put together shows, and I really appreciate the like the the intentionality and the you know making the order and saying like okay, we'll come out between each act and like do this thing, or maybe like the theme of the show is this, and so between each act we come on and update the audience about this, whatever, like uh, very, very uh, charmed uh, by that vibe. And I also mm-hmm. like it. And also I hear about the, the very, um, the amount of credit you give every movie because of how much, because of the effort that went into it. Are you uh, as generous with uh, uh, praise and time with the people that you date because oh it, wow I, getting right to the podcast theme honestly Dave. immediately just, when Dave was asking this I was like thinking of the same question but in a different way of being like so you're easily impressed are you easily <laughs> impressed by people you date no what I why well actually I guess that's that's two ways to look at the same thing you're easily impressed and I'm like you give people a lot of credit that's nice. <laughs> I mean, I mean, actually, like, yeah. I mean, oh wait, wait. Well, I, I do. I, I do want to get back to the theater question really quick. I yes, do like theater. Please. I just think that sometimes I like the only, and also I think. Well, actually, no. I think I um I've in the past year, honestly, because I'm not going to say that I was better at this over a year ago. Really, only in the past year, I think I have become so much better at not people pleasing and just being myself and being really okay with people not liking me. Mm-hmm. And generally when I have that attitude, people like me. So it's fine. Like, um, uh, but I think um, I went to go, I was dating someone in college and he was a playwright and we went to go see a Annie Baker play. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was John. And the, if you know anything about Annie Baker plays, she really loves when like, there's so much silence and there's a lot of realism. And um, I, atmospheric say, if you will yes i am proud to say that i did not like that play i it wasn't <laughs> but but everyone that i went there with like we exited the theater and they were like oh my god and i thought we were all like oh my god that was bad crazy or bad and they were like i have to think about that for hours and days 
because that was so like transformative. And I felt so stupid. Like, did they see something I didn't see? And so I think there was a, I think like I started to kind of have like, like not really trusting my gut on also what I liked, but also I felt that way. Like I did Paul Green School of Rock growing up too. So I like would play music and like, um, that's like where I like played guitar and then we would like do concerts and shows basically just like covers and stuff. And people there had very strong opinions about music. And if I, um, and then I also did karate and people there had very strong opinions on music. And it was this thing of like, I almost, I still, honestly, I get really, um, it's very vulnerable for me to share a playlist or like share music with people because mm. it feels like someone could be like, oh, I don't like that music. And then I'm wrong. So, but I do think that, that if I take away the fear of being wrong, I think like actually opening myself up to so many people to really be like, Hmm, like I didn't, I didn't like that play, but everyone that I was with liked that play. So let me like think a little bit harder about that play and maybe see what I might've missed. And even though that is a little bit of like self doubt and like self doubting my gut, I was, I do think I have an appreciation. Like, for example, we did um, uh, metal music for Paul Green School of Rock. So I was like 13 years old and I had to play a metal show. And I was like, this was a mistake. Um, I hate, I should not have signed up for this. Metal music is aggressive and it sucks, but I had to learn the songs. Um, and it was like so hard for me to listen to the music. And then after a couple of weeks, I was like, wait a second, this is actually beautiful. I was like, this mm. is actually really in like really intricate and like master of puppets is a gorgeous masterpiece <laughs> by Metallica. And like, I fucking get it. And like, and now like, as like a filmmaker or whatever, like I like, you know, there's sometimes where it's like this scene needs a Metallica song and I wouldn't have, <laughs> and if I had like stayed in this like bubble of only liking what I liked yeah. and never being pushed to like try other things. That being said with dating, I definitely have dated people who have not been very nice to me or, or not. No, I've dated nice people. Oh my God, there I am again. But like, I've, I've, um, I've definitely stayed in things, um, because I, I, a thing that maybe I like the most about myself, and I also get it from my mom is like being able to see the best in people. And I a hundred percent stand by that. And like, I think it's also why I love talking to strangers. Cause even if a stranger seems like crazy, there's like, I can find one thing I really like about them and I will just talk about that thing and we'll have a great interaction and I'll be happy. Um, but I think I have like settled maybe in relationships. Um, and honestly, and this is where I'll say like, so I've been going to Al-Anon for a year and uh, actually like August is my, is my one year mark which is really fun. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, so um, thank you so much. Tell everyone what Al-Anon is. Yeah, tell everyone what Al-Anon is. Just so, Al-Anon, because I know it gets so confused yes. with other things. Yeah. Well, it especially gets confused with Alcoholics Anonymous because literally Al-Anon sounds like a shortened way of saying Alcoholics Anonymous. But, it really does. Um, it really, it really does. I have no idea why we don't have like a better name for it, but I don't care. Um, Al-Anon <laughs> is... For people, like if you have, feel like you've been affected by someone else's drinking or sobriety, then Al-Anon is for you. And if it works for you, it works for you. You don't have to be like, well, I was never beaten or I, my parents weren't or whatever. It's like if, if you, if the medicine works, you take it. Yeah. Um, if it, you know, um, uh, people can also be in AA, be an alcoholic and also go to Al-Anon, double winners. Uh, and, um, uh, and it's awesome. But Al-Anon has really like, but I love so my first like instinct when I came into the rooms of Al-Anon, like what struck me was like it, it, Al-Anon meetings are like rooms full of people who kind of have like every right to point to someone else and be like, they're the reason why I'm fucked up. Like 
yeah, I have trust issues, but it's because of my mom or it's because of this guy I dated. Like they, they kind of have like valid ish reasons to be like, I have trust issues or I, I need this validation from my partner because I never got it from my parents when actually it's like, okay, but hold on, pause. Your life is chaotic and unmanageable. Sure. Because of other people, but like, what are you going to do about this life that you have? And that was this really big turning point where I realized that like, oh, I like let other people affect me so deeply and I have stuck in relationships or friendships because I've wanted to help fix people or I've seen, I've seen such a, I've seen the best part of them. So I'll ignore the parts that are really hurtful or harmful. And the second biggest lesson is that I'm not doing them any favors by trying to fix them. I'm actually being a dick to them too. Yeah. And like, there's been, there have been like friendships or relationships where I think at the time, if you had asked me like, who's in the wrong here with this argument, I would have been like this person clearly. Mm. Um, and, and I might've been like, but it's okay. We're working it out. But it also might've been like, well, Addie, actually you're like, you're like sending them a lot of therapist recommendations and you're telling them a lot of books to read. And you're kind of like really trying to like map out what their work week should look like. And you're trying to like really, Mm -hmm. um, meddle in their life in a way that maybe you think you know best, but you don't. And what sucks about that is that it's, you have to rewire the whole way that you think. And so, you know, with, with dating, you know, I'm dating now and, Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, as much as one does. Um, and this is the first time that I've really been dating while having a sponsor and like working the steps. And it's crazy. It's so much easier though. Oh my God. It's so much, like there are some things that are so much easier and it's so nice. And also what is the nicest is, tell us what's what's easier. I think like, it's so helpful because it's like, yeah. I feel like a lot of people just do not know about this program. It's one of the, like the under the radar programs. Like we know about, yeah. you know, we know about AA, we know about NA, but like what is, what has made your life better? Amazing. And I also will, a, a huge disclaimer is like, I'm not a pro. I literally just started working step one recently. Like, so I can only speak of like my personal experience with it and how it's helped me. Um, but it's made dating easier because I have so much of like a, like, listen, if it's going to be, it's going to be. And like, if this person doesn't like me, that's cool. I'll find someone who does. And like, I started dating someone new and it was so nice to like have a sponsor to talk to. I love my friends. My friends are amazing. I will die. I will kill for my friends. Sometimes my friends have bad relationship advice and it's not mm-hmm. anybody's fault or, or not even, not even bad, but like, but maybe relationship advice that might do more harm than good. And it's not their fault. They're not professionals. They don't work a program. Like they're just giving, they're just doing their best. But now instead of asking my friends and maybe trying one, there's this thing of like expectations breed um, expectations are like predetermined resentments of like, if I expect my friend to give me incredible relationship advice and then they don't because they're not a relationship Mm -hmm. advice expert. And they, then I'm like now resenting them for not having the right answer when it's like, just call your sponsor or like call a fellow in meetings and they can like give you sane advice that is like in the same program or like club. It's like a fun club. I had like, um, uh, we, we say qualifier qualifier is like a person who brings you into the room. It can be literally anybody. And like, I've also realized that I had many qualifiers, but the quali- the only qualifier that I was really aware of at the time, I would talk to everybody about this person, like at nauseum. And I could like see myself talking about this person and I could like see outside of myself and I wouldn't be able to shut up. And then I, got into Al-Anon rooms and like got what I needed. And I also realized that it was way more about me and not actually about this person as much as I thought it was. 
And I, and there are so many friends who are like new friends in LA who don't even know who this qualifier is because, because it hasn't been important to um, talk to them about this person. And like, mm. that's such a huge weight off my shoulder. It's incredible. And, and with dating, I was able to like tell my sponsor, like, I like this person. Like, these are these, uh, maybe this is a red flag. This is a green flag. Like, you know, like, what do you think? And even the sponsor being like, okay, well, like take a day to think about it. How about you pause? Um, we also just broke up. Like I started, we started dating in quarantine and then we broke up and like, that has been so fucking hard. And I have absolutely no idea how I would have handled a breakup in quarantine without program. I've had friends before be like, I've had friends before like rename his name dead to me in the phone so when he calls you you know he's fucking dead to you bitch and I was like him rename him zombie man so when he contacts you it's so funny when people do that I I do think that's such a funny vibe and it is fun I mean and I've done it before and it has been fun but then I also am obsessing about well now I want to text dead to me and I want and now I'm like waiting for my phone to get a call from dead to me and it's like (laughs) What Stevie has always said is like, yeah, you can. Yeah. Just like, but like, why? Like, like what do you want to, like, what do you want to say? And I was like, well, I guess I want to say <laughs> hi and kind of, I guess I want to like confuse him into coming back to me. <laughs> like, I guess my motive is that I want to pretend like I actually do want to be friends just so I can, just so I can remind him that actually I'm amazing and that he should want to date me. <laughs> and, then, and then Stevie will be like, okay, so maybe our motive isn't the best one. So maybe let's like, so maybe let's just like pause on it and like wait 12 hours, you know, and let's just like see how that is. And honestly, I will say that like I sent him a postcard the other day. I sent him a postcard two days ago and it was this thing of I sent a postcard and it was so nice because it literally is out of my hands. It could get lost in the mail. I don't know. I don't know when he's going to get it. The postcard also was just like, I hope you have a happy birthday. His birthday's coming up. And I was like, um, like, I, I hope you're doing better. You know, we, we broke up because of like um, he was going through some hard stuff and and it's his decision. And, and also for me to be able to not like fight to hold on to him, but to be like, yeah, do your thing. I've been in that place too. I've been, I've been in that place and I don't, you know, I, I've, I've been in a place where I can't be in a relationship and it sucks and I hope you feel better and I'm sad and I will be sad and I'll miss you. But, um, and we can't be friends because he was like, we be friends. And I was like, I don't actually, and that was a boundary that I made. And I even told Stevie, I was like, maybe we can be friends. And Stevie was like, do you want to be friends with him? And I was like, no, I have enough. I have enough friends. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it's such a, it's such a, it's such a um, hard thing. Cause it's like, I used to want to be the person. I used to want people to see me as the person who was friends with my exes. Mm. It was important for me. Why do you, why? I think the perception, it was important for me to, it used to be like this, it's not anymore, but it was important for me to be seen as like a person who was friends with my exes, like that I still get along with them, that I'm agreeable, all these things, right? Like it was You're like, a chill girl. You're a chill I'm girl. Cool. You're a cool girl. I'm so yeah. cool that I'm friends with all my exes. But today I'm like, there are exes where I'm like, hey, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. And it's, and either way is fine. Or like, hey, I like you and I don't actually want to be friends because I actually want to date you. And like yeah. it's nice to be able to differentiate. And sometimes – and like there's enough flexibility. Like I'm like you. I give people the benefit of the doubt. Like I don't <laughs> really. Yeah. there's enough flexibility to know that like in time, like there are people I don't want to be friends with that it might change with or there are people that I am friends with today that I won't be friends with tomorrow. But it's like – Eh, day by day check in with yourself i have a, a friend in the in the program and he um 
he's he i don't know if this is like a tenant of the of it but i i um he said something to me that i guess someone said to him uh, mm. when i was like doing the thing that you do to your friends before you have a program you can work but i was like <laughs> losing my mind about something this was like over a year ago and i was which like, also I, like you are allowed to lose your mind to your friends like that's oh, what totally. friends are for like i don't i don't want anyone listening to this podcast be like i can't tell my friends anything i have to go and find a community of people it's like you can it's like oh you no, can go to your friends 100 percent. of yeah. course but you know you're, you're gonna get you're gonna get the benefit of that friend's experience and and it's as it's it's as good as that friend's experience can possibly be and you know my i trust my friends and they're super smart but this one in particular happens to be uh in in this program and he said something like because i was saying a similar thing to you know wanting to uh text someone right away but it was like it was more uh, along the lines of being like super distraught about something that was not going to get yeah. any better, like right in the moment. And he said, uh, you know, for like started off, it was like, you know, well, what, what do you know now? And like, what, what can happen now? And what can change now? And I, I laid it out for me. He said, well, more information will be revealed later. Yeah. It kind of blew my mind a little bit because it is tr like, there's nothing, there was nothing in the moment that I could do. Like sending a message would do nothing. Uh, and it was like, oh my god, like I'm in hell. I'm in my own personal hell. This is awful. And uh, and he was like, well, like there's a there's like a definite end date to like what you're talking about. And uh, and I'm like, yeah, but you know that's not for another like eight or nine days. And he's like, well, you know, like more will be like, yeah. you know, it's either like living it now or 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 just spin your wheels on how much worse it could get. And I was like, oh fuck, you're good, and this program is good. Yeah, yeah. It, it's such a good thing too. Like if you really do believe that you'll get more information eventually. Like I, I live my life like that today where it's like when I first start dating someone, I have very little information about them, right? Yeah. And, and I know day by day, I'll get more information about them and I don't have to make any decisions before I have enough information. It's like, it's like a, it's like a court case. You don't present like very limited information. And they're like guilty or innocent, and they're just like, I don't know. I don't have enough information. Yeah, you know. And the thing, and and like for you to totally pause and be able to do that is just so. There's so many little Alanon sayings. I love them so much. But like, if it feels urgent, it's not important. Is like one that I've been using a lot recently. Of like, especially during this time where like kind of no you know, urgency is very interesting, you know, yeah. in, 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 you know, in the time that we find ourselves and like, if something feels like it has to be done right now, right now, right now, then it's like, wait a second, pause is it does it? Do I need to text this person? Like, what, like, is someone gonna die if this happens? Like, probably not. So like, let's take a breather and like, check yeah. how we're feeling about it. It's just really, just really knowing that, like, there are things that are not in your control. And there are things that are in your control. And they very often are confusing and get mixed yeah. up when it and comes... that's the serenity prayer which yeah. is a banger the serenity prayer is such a banger and and i also think for anyone listening who's like prayer god yeah what like i i had that reaction i still have that reaction a lot of the times with like anything um like religion related just because of how i was raised and like my feelings towards the church and and and, and organized religion and um, and everyone having, and, and also being like, oh, it's a really personal thing to people. I don't want to judge. Like, um, but really like the serenity prayer, like the way that I break down the serenity prayer as like a freaking banger 
is this way is like okay like 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 truly like let's take this situation of me sending this postcard to this guy of being like okay god aka somebody else like i'm not talking to myself like a higher power universe whatever stars nature like anything you want it can be anything mother time just like the soil like anything that's like not you and you recognize that like you're not the baddest biggest bitch like yeah like because there is like a bigger badder bitch above you that like lizzo and like honestly like i just discovered that like i like to say barbara like barb like that's mine is like i've named my higher power barb barbara mm-hmm. it makes me laugh because i think barbara is a funny name and then it kind of helps me get over the fact that i'm like kind of praying which makes me feel a little silly so i go barb Okay, Barb, listen up, Barb. Barbara, I got some things to tell you. And it makes me laugh. And I love it. And I love talking oh, that's to Barb. So great. And so I'll be like, Barb, Barb, um, you know, God, like, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. AKA, I cannot change that this guy doesn't want to date me anymore. AKA, I cannot change that how he feels. I cannot change what people tell him for advice. I cannot change how quickly he gets a therapist or doesn't get a therapist. I cannot change whether he reads um, a text message or sends or responds to a phone call. I cannot change how he feels at all. I can't change it. Um, so grant me the serenity to accept the fact that I can't change any of that shit that I want to change so badly. Okay. Secondly, Barb, grant me the courage to, to change the things I can, AKA I need courage because it's scary and you need to be brave to change things because change is fucking terrifying. So give me the courage to change the things I can, AKA I give me the courage to not text him, to reach out to a fellow, just to call a sponsor, to give me the courage to to really think about what I want to say and write it in a postcard and send it and give me the courage to also um, uh, know that like change my mindset and change uh, and like try to like choose to be happy in these things. Give me the fucking courage to clean my kitchen, which has fruit flies. And I need courage to do that because my depression will make me not want to clean. And then finally, Barb, like fucking please grant me the wisdom to know the difference because AKA should be confusing. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you think you can change something that you actually can't because they can look the same. Mm-hmm. And like when I break it down for any problem I have, it just helps me clear my head. I love so that. Much. I really like what you just did too, where you took, you know, you broke it down and you listed the things that you actually have control over, the things you do not have control over. And and so much in relationships, friendships, romantic relationships, parental mm-hmm. relationships, there's a lot we can't control. We can't control how the other people show up. We can't control if someone wants to be with us. We can't control how someone even receives the most beautifully mwah, 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 written text. Yeah. You know, we yeah. don't. We cannot control that stuff. You know, at the end of the day, it's sort of like this amazing thing where it's like all I can do is like do what's in my control to the best of my ability on that very day in that very moment. And besides that, I can't control how it's received or what happens next. In January, uh, um, this other person that I was seeing, um, uh, they kind of ended, they they ended things and they felt really guilty about it. And they were really sad. and, And I was like, dude, I'm not that special. Like, 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 this isn't that special. Like I wasn't, like, we don't, we hadn't really even, we weren't, we were barely dating. We had been mm-hmm. like long distance. Like we weren't even really in the same city for a long time. Yeah. And then he had responded like, no, you are special. This is special. And I was like, okay, well don't say that because clearly it's like, it's like, it's not, but, but yeah. I wanted to be like, we're making this such like a big 
deal when it's like it's fine this is fine like and also like you're making this decision and that's cool like i'm i'm okay with it i would have i also wouldn't have been able to have that reaction without program um you know it's just like it's just like making boundaries honestly what it is is like you know how people join like facebook groups for like working out accountability yeah it's like it's like that it's like a lot of people they understand self-improvement they understand self-help books we've all gone into barnes and noble whatever to go pick up like a, a a book to help ourselves and the thing that i think is missing is that community and that like you know the community the accountability literally like i picked up a commitment at a meeting which means that like i have to show up because i like am the timer i like time how many how long people's shares are and I did that so that I would make sure that I went to meetings and that I made sure that I was listening to people because I had to time them. And yeah. it's accountability. And I've like well, grown so much in that meeting specifically. Hey guys, Stevie here. Just wanted to say, hey, why don't you contact us? You can email us at iburneverythingpod at gmail.com or you can even call our hotline and leave a message 213 213- Four five eight five two three six. It's two one three four five eight five two three six, and we may even talk about your message or email on a future episode. So get to it. So these are like so many examples of like how my like perspective on dating has just like fundamentally changed. I even like I, I date men and women, and that will give me a lot of anxiety because I have dated uh, significantly more men than women. I have never been in a actual girlfriend girlfriend relationship with a woman, and that will give me so much like insecurity or anxiety. And it'll also make me be like, I gotta go fuck a ton of women <laughs> to like get my my batting average up. And like, what a horrible way to try to have an intimate relationship with people. <laughs> I got to like get just, my numbers up. <laughs> yeah, I got to get my numbers up. Like what an, an insane. And so to kind of like sit with that feeling of like, oh, like, why am I feeling this anxiety? And also, does it matter? Who yeah. is this for? Why? It. <laughs> can you tell us a little bit more about like the anxiety of dating? Um, why does that matter? Like, why does it, why does it create anxiety that you have yeah. Like relationship with a woman, but you all, but you have dated them. I think it's like a thing of um, people love to put you in boxes. So when you don't fit a box, people get uncomfortable. I think there's a lot of that. I've had some really unfortunately uncomfortable and sad experiences with some lesbians who um, don't like the fact that I still like men and don't mm. really. Um, uh, there's a thing with bisexuality. Um, that's very, or like queer, like just kind of like general sexual fluidity, uh, queerness is like people being like, it's a, it's a phase or like you're, you can cop out or you can pass and like, you're not really gay. And it's like, honestly, like actually who I want to have sex with and like who I want to date is a very private thing. And, and that's like, and I, you wouldn't be like making me disclose whether I have a foot fetish or not, but you're kind of making me disclose like what type of person turns me on. And like, that's my own private thing. Um, so there's like, so, but the insecurity comes from like, oh, like, am I allowed to be in a gay bar and say that I'm gay? Um, if I have never had like a girlfriend, um, if I marry a man, does that like obliterate my feelings for like, for women? Like, and, and I know these answers are no, like when I look at to myself, but um, I, I honestly, like, I have a lot of really wonderful bisexual and sexually fluid friends and it, and we love each other so much because it can, it's just so nice to feel so 
um, accepted because um, my, my, my friend sent me a PDF that's like questions to find out if you're a lesbian. And, um, and, and, and it's fun because it's also, there's a lot of like, you know, heteronormativity and heterosexuality is, can be imposed on people. And some of the questions are like, do you date men? Cause you feel like you should date men. Or like, do you find that you, um, uh, are not actually attracted to men? Can you see yourself in a relationship with women? And like a lot of the, all the questions that were like, do you, can you see yourself romantically involved with a woman? Do you, did you have a crush on really intense girl crushes? Did you always have like a, a, a girlfriend that felt like a really intense friendship that might've been more like the answers to those questions were all yes. But then the questions that were like, do you not find men attractive or do you feel like you have to have sex with them? I was like, no, I find men very attractive. I love penis. Like, like that is also a hundred percent true. And yeah. it, and it's a thing of like, but that's not, but again, it's like, it's not someone's, you know, business. And it, and I think also like Al-Anon has helped me not feel that insecure and also kind of be like, look, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And I'm just open for it. And at least I don't have internalized homophobia against myself. And that totally could have happened. I already had internalized misogyny. Like, like if anything, I'm actually, I'm in a chilling spot. If I meet a girl that I really like, I want to date, I will. And it's, I think I have lower standards for myself for dating guys sometimes. Like I think I say yes more easily to guys. And I also think I say no more easily to guys. And mm. I think I'm, I think I actually really don't want to hurt women's feelings because I'm like, women are awesome. We got to stick together. I never want to hurt you queen. And like, and I was like, I can always have more female friends. Yeah. So like, I don't want to fuck up a friendship. If like, you know, if we start dating, but you could have been an awesome friend. Whereas, you know, I have enough guy friends. If I date a guy and then he's like, you want to be friends instead of dating? I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> nah, like, I'm good. Also, I'm good. I know- have my guy friends. Something something you said resonated with me, which is that you, you know you said you that there's been some uh, some uh, gay women who've made you feel not great about um, uh, or tried to make you feel not great or or said not great things about you also dating men. And it's I, I and obviously I'm this is not a mind blower. You obviously everyone knows this, but that says way more about them than it says about you, which oh, yeah, is like yeah. such an interesting thing where it's like well, I'm sorry you feel that way, or I'm not sorry you feel that way. Fuck you. But like, holy shit. But it's also like society of like, I also like totally understand that feeling though, especially if you're someone who is like, who, who um, is a gay woman, is a lesbian and, and has, and has, you know, faced so much adversity and has had a shitty experience with people fucking with you because you are gay and it has been hard for you. And like, I grew up, like I grew up in a super, like I told my parents when I was super young, it was like, I was hanging out with my friends, Sophia and Sarah, and we wanted to play house and Sophia wanted to be the cat. And we're like, fine, you're the cat. And then Sarah and I got in a fight about who wanted to play mom. And then my parents heard me say from the other room, hey, let's just be gay. And then we were just like two gay moms with a cat. And like, that's how we played house. So it's like, I was raised, I was also like raised in a way where like, I haven't faced a lot of adversity, yeah. but also like, the Stonewall riots didn't happen because we wanted it to always be hard to be gay. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, um, but it also gets to the part of like, everyone's going to feel how they're going to feel. And like, I can't change that woman's reaction to me liking men and women. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't change that. I can't affect that. If she wants to be friends, if she doesn't want to be friends, that's up to her. It's not, it's not up to me. Um, I guess maybe we shouldn't be friends if I like elicit this type of reaction to her, but also that's kind of like her decision to see whether she wants to hang out or not like it's and I don't have to be I don't have to be offended by that or try to change myself or whatever because I also totally understand her I totally understand why she might be in pain and I know that it's not personal um 
you know, I've, I've had, I've had people say things to me that felt really hurtful and personal. And I know now that it wasn't personal. It wasn't hurtful. People have said that I make them feel bad about themselves because I am very well adjusted or be like, like, like they give me compliments of being like, you're so great around people. People like you, like they give me compliments. Mm. And they say, and, and for all of these great reasons, you make me feel bad about myself. So we can't be friends. And it has, huh. and in high school was the first time someone told me that. And it, obliterated me and I didn't know what to do and I was like I'm sorry and she's like well you you can't do anything about it like don't change like you're great I just like can't be your friend because you make me feel shitty oh yeah wait so the vibe is this I can't be your friend because my self-esteem is contingent on you being worse than me yeah which is really sad that sucks yeah that's really it's sucky for both well, that's the truth. It's like, I can't be your friend because you're a reminder of how great I'm not and my self-esteem is too low. And then it's all, it's just sad all around because- It also kind of like makes me feel really shamed for- Yeah, can you be worse at something? For being good at something. And then like, and then there's that shame of like, shame of being good at something. It's already, it's so hard to say that I'm, I think I'm pretty. I think I'm smart. Like, it's really hard to give yourself compliments. Yeah. Like, and then to hear someone give you compliments and be like, hey, that's what's wrong with you. It's like, I, I am getting so many mixed signals about how to live my life. Yeah. Um, well, it's also confusing. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, Dave, you. Yeah, we've been talking gonna, a lot, Dave. But. No, I was just going to say it's an interesting, uh, whatever, but like, liking <laughs> yourself and having, and having, you know, uh, the burden of being well-adjusted. I mean, it's kind of, uh, antithetical to like sort of what you not not what you see always in comedy and I think it maybe is changing a little bit but I think Mm. that sort of maybe just if not strictly online comedy but I think just like modern comedy in general is maybe moving away from it but I think for a while it has been like I'm so messed up like of course I'm like depressed yeah. and of course I do comedy I had a shitty dad or whatever like I feel like I I have seen and oh yeah still see stuff like that so much and it's an interesting you know I mean you know you 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 uh this has been like an amazing conversation that that went to a lot of places but it started with like a high energy uh you know improv mm-hmm. exercise which which <laughs> I think is like speaks to the benefit of your experience and the benefit of like the kind of mindset where somebody starts off liking themselves and goes into comedy. I feel like more often than not, you hear like, yeah, well, I didn't get the attention I needed or like, you know, uh, mommy wasn't around. So that's why I'm on this stage or whatever. And it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of funny to, to, I mean, not, not funny. It's, it's kind of wonderful to see somebody pursuing this because they just want to, and they like it and they feel good. Well, it's like comedy is so joyful. Like it, mm-hmm. I love to laugh and make people laugh. I, like I, um, and also it's like yeah. I, I was when I was thirteen, I was in a sexually abusive relationship that was physically abusive, and we had to get the police involved. I had oh, two wow. restraining orders by the time I was fourteen. Like I got oh a crazy gosh. like like you know and but that. But I don't, I, I do, I've, tr- I've tried to do jokes about it. People really don't want to laugh at 13 year olds. The joke that I try to do is, is I try to say, I was like, I've, I've been dating for, I'm like, you can't, people listening to the podcast, you can't see how big I'm smiling because I'm already laughing at it because I think it's very funny, <laughs> but I'll be like, I've been dating for so long. Like the first time I had sex, I was 13 years old, which, you know, is very, you know, it's, you know, and that was, that was really hard. And I get like a little serious. That was really hard. Um, 
you know, because all of my classmates were fucking virgins. And then I give <laughs> high fives. <laughs> and oh. I, I, I just give as many high fives as I can to the people in the front. And I go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, freaking 13 year old virgins. How dare they? Like, I got it. Funny. I don't know why that doesn't work. That's very funny. Also, yeah, it really it depends on rooms. It depends on the room. It depends on if it's my opening joke or not. You know, it depends. I mean, I can see how that wouldn't work if a guy was doing it, but I'm like, I would love to hear a woman tell that joke. Yeah, I do some like I do some air humping. I like depending on like how I'm feeling or how much coffee I have, I'll like get I'll like do the worm on the floor and like hump the ground, just like oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. But that's still like just me making myself laugh, you know? Like that's just like me making my myself, you know, laugh and feel good. And also there are people who like they, you know, mommy wasn't nice to them and they now do incredible comedy and like fuck fuck yeah, dude. Like you Mm -hmm. do it. And um, but I do think there was a moment where I was like, wait, I like myself and my parents are awesome. Am I allowed to do comedy? And Answer Seth Meyers that. had a great family. And I think I think he got razzed by a comedian of being like, you're not allowed to do comedy because you have good parents. Um, <laughs> but like my parents, my parents did characters. Like my dad had this character called Baby Daddy that he made while we were driving. And he would be like, I don't know my colors. And then he'd be like, red means go. And he would like hit the gas and then like break really fast. <laughs> Terrifying. He would do swerving, swerving, like swerving to the left, to the right. Um, he would he would do a character called Bobby Bobby, and he would like uh, like make his like voice sound like this. My mom, my mom always like like always talks like that. They her sisters they go hey miss like they we do voices, <laughs> and I thought everyone's parents were like this, you know. Um, I thought like I and and so it just made me also want to do characters and laugh and yeah, and 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 do all this stuff, and I. You know, it's it's just so fun to have a good time, and there yeah. isn't anything wrong with that. No, 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 there isn't. Um, yeah. There's nothing wrong with any of it, and also it's so it's so wonderful how much it's just made you you. Um, yeah. it's really wonderful, Addie. It's time for the five questions. Wait, I wait. I have one thing I want to say that I think will tie yeah. up everything. Yes, I, 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 I have one incredible thing to say that will completely uh, tie together. Oh my God. <laughs> I think there was this moment before I moved to LA last year where I was, I, I opened for Nick Thune. I love him. Shout out Nick Thune. I love you, daddy. Love uh, him. I, love Nick, uh, I love him, big brother. Um, Nick Thune. I opened for him Five Nights at Caroline's and then I had my JFL characters callback. Like, and if you're a comedy person, you know, whoa, those are two big comedy opportunities. And I hated everything I did. I hated the stand-up I did. I hated the characters I did. And I think it was because I was doing what people, what I thought I should be doing. I was doing stand-up that was more self-deprecating. So it wasn't honest or authentic. I was doing characters that didn't really make me laugh, but I thought on paper they were proper sketch characters. Okay. And then I moved to LA and I was like, or I, I came to visit and then I was like, oh, I want to live here. And Nick was like, Nick Kocher was like, do you want to, oh, if you're going to move here, do you want to co-host a comedy show with my friend Demi? And I was like, oh yeah. And then we met. And then I knew that I was going to have this cool monthly show. And I was like, I'm not going to let myself be on stage and not have fun. I'm too young. I'm in too cool of a city. I'm, I have too cool of friends to just not be having fun. And if I'm not having fun, like there's a Susan Messing quote, which is an amazing improviser. She's like, if you're not having fun, you're the asshole. And it is kind of mm. serenity prayer thing of being like, yeah. what can you change? It's like, you can change if you're having fun or not. Like you can always try to find fun. I know it sounds like such a t-shirt slogan or a wall printout, but like 
you can be in control of how you're having fun. And I think like that has helped me also in that's Alan on the surrounding pair and also in relationships. Like I've realized I, I I've dated a lot of people in the past like year or two. Um, not like really seriously, but like we've never been like officially in a relationship, but dated a lot of people. And I've been like, oh man, why am I not having fun? I'm like mm. actually I'm actually acting a lot more out of fear in this relationship. I'm scared that I didn't text them back fast enough. Um, I, uh, I I don't really laugh a lot with this person. We cry when we have sex because it's so passionate and intense, but we don't actually like laugh. Um, that's not what I want. And so it's this thing of like, I really only want to be doing what is fun. And if I'm not having fun, like that's where I need to investigate. Um, right now that. I'm in the kind of a depressed place where like movies, music, TV shows, they don't feel fun to me. Mm. And I... Uh, I'm even on antidepressants and it's like, I'm just having a hard time finding any joy in the things that used to bring me joy. And I think it's because we're in this horrific time and I'm in a breakup and that's okay. And so it's like, I'm now reaching and finding other things that bring me joy. And that's what I have to investigate and why. Um, and like, honestly, like I'm finding like, I've had so much fun talking to you guys in this podcast. So it's like, should I be doing more podcasts should I like be just like getting like yeah. some like more zoom stuff going of like where I'm just talking to people like so yeah it's you should be on all the podcasts out. you're such yeah. an, you're such oh, an easy you. guest to have on and you love like <clears throat> you love connecting with people yeah you should definitely be on on all the podcasts especially if it brings you joy it brings me joy too I love oh, yeah. doing podcasts you should probably have your own yeah, I would. I honestly, I always just look up um, microphones, and then I get really confused, and then I go, "I'll think about it later." And then I, I can and then send I, you. I can send you what my entire kit in one link. You can buy an entire kit. I love it. That sounds um, great. What? Okay, wait. Remind your when you walk through the doors every morning. Your parents said, "Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the star of our." morning depending on what time it is morning or evening Adeline Judson man I would love for you to have a podcast um like where every person you have on the show is the star I yeah oh that's oh that's really fun it's called the star of our evening or oh. if it was called or if the whole title was ladies yeah. and gentlemen put your hands together for the star <laughs> the of our, star evening. our evening and then that's that's the whole title of the podcast it's yes actually really fun. that's so fun that's really, and, and wait, also that is really nice because so i keep you. trying to think of ideas for podcasts and i'm like oh it's a podcast about change or it's a po like like they and, and i'm like i i just really like to have fun and fuck around and mm -hmm. it, should, it should just be what you are where you like to sh let people shine and you like to shine so it would be just you talking to people who you think are interesting Oh, that's a great podcast idea. Wow. Everyone who's listening, stay tuned for ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the star of our evening. <laughs> oh my gosh. The title, the uh, length of this gives me so much joy. Um, Addie, are you now ready? And thank yes. you for your last part, but are you now ready for the five questions? Yes, I am. I'm ready. These are like rapid fire, but you don't have to go super fast. Just know that they're not like 15 minute answers. They're just like, you're the first thing on the top of your head. So we get like a, you know. Okay, I am going to go rapid fire for myself as a, a fun exercise and also because I will talk a lot for every <laughs> Okay, so I'm I like ready. It. I'm Are you ready? ready? Number yeah, one, ready. what was your most awkward first date? Most awkward first – oh, <laughs> uh, do I go on first dates? I feel like – oh, God, I can't – Oh, I'm sorry. I'm really good at dating. I go on awesome dates. Um, I'm, or like, awkward I, I mean, date. Your most awkward date or your best first date? Oh, oh, okay. Okay. I have one. Okay. I have one. I went on a date with a girl from Tinder and I thought I had 
Um, I, I thought I had tickets for a Cameron Esposito show at Union Hall in Brooklyn. Please donate to save their stage. Yeah. Um, so it was a very gay date. And um, I showed up to Union Hall and I had gotten the dates mixed up. The show had already happened a couple days prior. So me and this girl had traveled. I lived in Hell's Kitchen. She lived in Prospect Park. The venue was way out of our way. We both had to travel an hour and she wasn't drinking. Neither was I. So we just sat eating no food, drinking no water, talking for three hours because I didn't, because I can talk to anybody and I didn't want, I, I was immediately not interested in her. I knew I wasn't interested at all the second she started speaking. So it was really just out of politeness. We didn't even hug goodbye on the subway. I wasted like five hours of my day. It was a huge learning opportunity. Uh, that was very awkward. I hope she is having a nice life. <laughs> oh, that's probably one of my favorite awkward dates. Number yeah. two, number two, who is your yes. current celebrity crush? Oh, I don't have celebrity crushes and I'll tell you why. It's because the the biggest turnoff for me is if someone doesn't like me and like, like, like if you don't like me, then I don't like you. And like celebrities don't know who I am. So why are they interested in me? And it's a very like, I'm from Philly. So it's very like, if you don't give a fuck about me, why should I give a fuck about you? Um, so I don't have celebrity crushes, but I do have like very intense crushes of friends of friends who feel like celebrities. Okay. Okay. Mm. Celebrity friends. You have a crush yeah, on your it, Instagram explore page. Or, 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 or like a friend That's that so I met funny. once at a party yeah. who's like a friend of a friend. So they don't really post a lot on Instagram. So I actually don't really know what their life is going on. And and oh, I don't know how better. I could talk to them because it'd be weird to DM them. But yeah. I'm just like hoping that we're in the same place again so they can, you know, get... Honestly, I have a fantasy always of getting trapped in an elevator or a closet with someone that I have a crush on because I feel like if they talk to me for like at least an hour or two straight, they would realize that they love me. And so that's my fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I have no follow-up comments on that. <laughs> Number three, what's your favorite snack? Favorite snack? Ooh, oh, oh, we didn't even talk about this. I have bulimia. I have an eating disorder. So like food can be like super difficult sometimes because it's like favorite snack. I love peanut butter jelly sandwich, but also I've binged on peanut butter jelly sandwiches. Um, I love celery, but is that a crazy answer? Probably. Blueberries? Fruit. I'll go with fruit. <laughs> Yum. I love fruit. Also, thank you for your honesty with that question. Thanks for getting there. Food is perfect. Also, celery would have been fine. Also, PB&J fine. You guys like how I was like, I'm going to do rapid fire so I don't take a long time with these questions. <laughs> and I just like say as much, but I just speak quicker. The process The process is is still fascinating. Yeah, Fast we, like, we like the process just as much as we like a one word answer. Um, Incredible. Okay, number four, what is your dream meal? Meaning, you could literally combine whatever you want from anywhere you want. It could be from other restaurants. Like you, you don't even have to, there, there are no repercussions for eating this at all. Oh, I mean, I guess it's a really good spaghetti and meatballs, Parmesan cheese. <gasps> I have a question for you. Yeah. Have you ever been to Jones on Santa Monica Boulevard? No. Their spaghetti and meatballs is the best spaghetti and meatballs I've ever had. It's so good. You okay, got to go. Fuck, yeah. You got to go. I don't know. Maybe I'll go tomorrow. Honestly. Yeah, you got to treat yourself. You got to go it's pick really it up. Good. It's It's delicious, isn't it, Dave? It's so good. I love – yeah, I, I used to work right by there and I would go uh, – it's a really inappropriate work lunch because it takes a long time. It's a sit-down <laughs> restaurant, but I would just go constantly. An inappropriate work lunch is really It is. Funny. It's kind of like a sexy work lunch. It's really nice. Yeah, they have – I this this has maybe been discussed on the show before, but they have uh, bizarrely horny bathrooms. They have really weird, like, like candid – like, you know, did you ever see Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Their bathrooms are decorated that way. Oh, that's really surprisingly horny and a very inappropriate work lunch that I want to go to. 
Okay. Number five, if you could give your younger self one piece of advice about relationships Mm. or food or both, what would it be? Um, I've, I, I think about this all the time of like what I could tell my younger self and like part of like an easy cop out would be like, you know, when don't use that nutritionist when you're 15, because he's going to give you an eating disorder because he's going to make you eat no more than 1200 calories a day and call you fat, even though you weigh the least amount you've ever weighed because you're a black belt in karate and you're 14 years old. Um, don't do that. Um, uh, or like talk to your therapist sooner about eating food stuff. Like, um, just like, uh, learn about intuitive eating earlier. Um, uh, don't listen to your, ex- don't listen to your family about food stuff because recognize that everyone has their own relationship with food. Um, don't throw up. It actually, it doesn't help you lose weight. It only hurts your vocal cords and actually slows your metabolism. And most importantly, take everything one day at a time. Barbara's the bitch. Yeah, Serenity Prayer is a fucking banger. Um, you're going to be great. You're going to be fine. Los Angeles is amazing. And you'll move there when it's when you're ready, when you're ready for oh, it. Oh, I love that. Your, I love your, it. your younger self would have listened and been like, what? What, what? is happening with who's me? Barbara? <laughs> yeah, who's Barbara? Look out for Barbara. Yeah. I also don't want to do any butterfly effect stuff because like all the shittiest things oh, that have yeah. happened to me are like the best things, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's like, you can't interact with your past self. You'll fuck. Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe I would just like give a hug and be like, "You'll be fine. You're good." Oh my You'll god, we've never talked about the space time continuum with the younger self advice thing. That's really. I mean, it always fucks with me. I'm like, if 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 she knew what I know now, I would be. What would I be like? I don't know. Oh a scientist studying the space time space time continuum, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you'd go through school being like, "Why was how did my future self visit me?" And your professors would be like, "Dude, it's never happened before. It's never happened one. before. We don't You're know." Special. You're you're the special one, um, and that's why you have no friends because none of them like that about you. <laughs> yeah, they you're the special one, and they fucking hate, it. They hate um, it. We well, we like it. Where can people find you to see how special you are? Oh man, I mean, because of this weird time that we're in, I would say Instagram, but I kind of deleted Instagram off my phone for a while because social media low key sucks right now. Everyone's mad and horny and lonely and scared, and I totally get it. So am I. So. But Instagram, I love, and my Instagram is fun. My Instagram is Mind, A-D-D-I-E-Y-O-M-I-N-D. If you know the little song, let's get out of your mind. Ah, I want to get, as a, I believe that's Lil John, maybe. I'm actually forgetting. It sounds um, like Lil John the way you're singing it. Let's go. Um, let's go. Uh, but yeah, and also like my website and then like, you know, in person, but like, you know. What's your website? Great. What's your website? This is addywyrich.com, but I don't even know if it's been updated. I mean, look out for my new podcast I get. This is this is literally the the worst where you can find me outro I've ever done on a podcast because part of me is like, don't don't worry about it. Just listen to this podcast. Go take a bath. Go swimming. Take care I'll be of yourself. Here. I'm not going anywhere. I don't need anything from you. Yeah, I don't need I'll see you in an Al-Anon meeting if you want. Like <laughs> totally homie do your thing it's good like i'm gonna be here yeah i'm on the internet who isn't facebook okay see me on facebook marketplace selling my shit you know like (laughs) (laughs) all right well if you want if you want to if you want an ikea dresser check out addy on on facebook marketplace Thank, uh, you. Eddie, thank you so much for being on our show. This was fantastic. Oh, thank you so thank much you, for Addie. having me, you guys. And we didn't even say hi to my dog. There hi, she Birdie. She's been oh. here the whole time. Oh, yeah. My my Instagram has very good dog content of me interacting Ooh. with my 
eight-year-old Chihuahua Dachshund dog who I got in October, um, who just has a lot of really gentle, subversive personality is how I would say. Oh, very cute. We love you, Birdie. Yeah. Okay. Well, I love you guys so much. Um, if you're listening, I love you too. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, talk to you later. Bye, guys. Bye. Stevie, you did it again. You introduced me to someone amazing. Oh, I'm glad you think so. She's got energy that most people don't have. She is excited to be alive. It's really she's refreshing. She's a breath of fresh air, and I imagine. Like, I felt really excited to meet her when I did because I was like, oh, I was so drawn to her. Like, she's just, um, she's a bright, she's a bright light. Yeah, I don't know if it, if it, if I was able to make it come across as much as I wanted, but just being, I mean, I think I'm, you know, I, I can't imagine how much older I am than her, but her coming to LA from, you know, the East Coast to do comedy uh, mirrors something I did. And the fact that, you know, when I came here, it was, you know, kind of, kind of populated with a bunch of doom and gloom, uh, white dudes with, you know, hoodies, zip up hoodies, zip up hoodies and shitty beards. And, you know, uh, I was at one point, one of them, although I was a shitty dude with a zip up hoodie and a giant fro, uh, with no beard. And I like the fro. Yeah, it was, you know, it wasn't bad, but, um, but, uh, the fact that her comedy is able to be sillier and the energy that she has is just, uh, I don't know. I, I it sucks because I was like, oh man, I'm I want I gotta go see her live, and then I realized, oh, we probably won't be doing that for a very long time. But but when I, but when it happens, I'll invite you and we'll go see her live. She's wonderful, and please do. Um, yeah, she's wonderful. But speaking of wonderful, how are you? Are you wonderful? Uh, I'm I'm. I'm, I guess I would say wonderful adjacent. I am, uh, okay. I am adjusting to, um, uh, life with this new puppy in my apartment. Um, she's sleeping right now and I mean, she's totally passed out, which is amazing because, uh, I was, I was texting you about this, but I was trying to tucker her out before we started and it was like truly down to the wire. She was like biting the wall through her playpen, uh, like truly biting the drywall uh, and then biting the bars. And I've got it weighed down with uh, with exercise weights inside of tote bags and she's biting the bags. And, uh, and you know, this is after I like had her out and was like playing tug of war with her with like a chew toy. It was, you know, and so she could pee and she got in with like maybe 20 minutes to spare. I'm like, okay, she'll calm herself down. And it was like, we started recording this at, you know, 11 a.m. I think it was probably like 10.58 that she finally was just like. Isn't it, isn't it stressful? Like I have the same, obviously now like you understand what I go through. Like yeah. I have the same problems with my dogs that if, if left alone for too long and then you want them to be quiet, like our last episode with Dana, like one of my dogs is just barking throughout the whole episode. But because we're home, because we don't. Like we can't go do stuff in the same way we used to. They're restless. And so it's like I have to get lucky and I have to have like the timing right. And like all my dogs are in my room right now with the door shut, with the fan on. Like I've like – it's it's a lot, but it's also like when you can do it, you're like, oh my gosh. It must be like what parents feel like when their their kid finally falls asleep. Yeah, I mean my, my, my dog's going to be kind of a, a bigger girl maybe in like the 30-pound range. So I'm a little – I mean – That's little just- – that's little girl. 30 pounds? That's little. Oh, 
Well, I mean, your dogs are like 10 pounds. Well, yeah, Holiday's nine pounds, Rocket's 14 pounds, and Boyfriend's five pounds. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess in the in the pantheon of little, uh, my dog's going to be a little bit bigger than yours. Yeah. Um, but I'm just, um, it's, uh, you know, we talked about the serenity prayer, and uh, it really kind of like hit me in the middle of the episode because I've been so, and like I think we're establishing some kind of routine, but like I... I took my dog to the vet and uh, I, I needed an update on something she's going through. And I let her out to pee outside because the vet was kind of far away and she's eight weeks old and the, this vet tech and she's not going to hear it. So whatever this lady with like, in like a, in scrubs with like arm tattoos came out and was like, sir, how old is your dog? And I was like, uh, she's almost eight weeks old. He's like, well, she can't touch the ground at all. She can't touch the ground in any way. Uh, she shouldn't even be, she shouldn't even stand on grass until she's at least 16 weeks old, until she's had all of her shots, and then probably even two weeks after that. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I have I took her for a walk or two around my neighborhood yeah. in the last couple of days, and it was, like, amazing. It, like, tuckered her out. She did so well. And so now I'm not doing that at all, and I'm just, like, making do with her in my place. Mm. And uh, it's, it's that's not, so, that's something I can't change no matter how many Reddit threads I read. And um, I've kind of cut back on looking at them because it's like, it's really, I mean, it's stressful, but also like she's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like she's, she's so, cute. so adorable and she likes me and, you know, she knows fetch and she knows drop it. And, you know, she, she, she has bitten up my hands, but like, that's because she's a puppy and yeah, uh, that's normal. But, yeah, I'd say the worst thing she's done is I was trying to like do stuff with her and then my dad called and I hadn't talked to him in a really long time mm -hmm. and I didn't put her away yet and uh, she literally was like <laughs> staring right at me while I had my phone uh, up to my, my face and she lunged at me and like <laughs> like knocked her teeth into my like bottom lip. It didn't break the skin but she like, het, like face butted me. It was fucking crazy. Dot puppies are so psychotic. Like boyfriend, um, boyfriend will I, I wear scrunchies and he'll jump on top of my head while I'm going to lay down to go to bed and he'll pull the scrunchie out of my hair. Most of the time grabbing, thank God I don't have long hair anymore, but most of the time grabbing my whole ponytail and pulling it out. And I'm just like, you psychopath, what are you doing? <laughs> what is this? You can't do that to me. And I, I finally was like, it was so cute at first, but then I was like, you know, I got to tell this dog no, because if I don't tell him no, he's going to create this habit and like he'll, he's going to have bad boundaries for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. I told him no. And he learned, he learned. Oh, that's good. We were talking last week about people going like, Oh, she's going to be big. Oh, uh, no. People, people who like to say that. And, and the same people uh, are people who are like, um, well, you got to do this. Well, you got to do that. Um, a lot of it's it's what people deal with with um, having babies. a baby. A lot of fucking opinions. And here's the thing: no one's asking. I don't care what you like, unless mm -hmm. I'm straight up going, "Hey, what can I do about this problem?" If I'm asking, answer away. But if someone's not asking, you don't need to involve yourself. You don't need to offer your opinion. You don't need to over-explain anything. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it kills me. I'm just like, uh. I didn't ask. 
I didn't ask. I love it. Yeah, I love. I love. I love. Unsolicited is always the funniest kind of uh, advice, where it's like, okay, I mean, we're we're doing this. You really have something to say to me? Um, Everyone has like a friend too that like does so much unsolicited like advice or unsolicited like. I, I mean, I guess I don't have those friends anymore, but my God, the whole energy of it is like, hey, dum dum, I know better than you. And I also don't care if you want to hear this because I need to hear myself talk. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It's funny when you, when you're in a text with someone or a text conversation and it's like the giant blocks of text from them. And then your response Whoa. is like, cool. Yeah. That makes sense. Or like, yeah, okay, totally. Cool. Oh my gosh. I know. I, I have a friend who will text. 17 messages and my my response will be like that sounds great (laughs) and i'm like oh my god i hope i'm never that person (laughs) imagine being that person who's like 45 texts later someone's like cool dude (laughs) sounds good (laughs) or or they or they or they thumbs up the last thing that you said oh my god a hard a very hard thing to swallow (laughs) it is extremely hard i mean I, i i hope i'm not uh like sending any wrong messages to friends like i've just been so i you know i'll i'm I'm sitting on the floor of my room a lot playing with this dog or like making sure she's asleep and then when she's asleep i'm like sneaking down to like do stuff or like prepare food for her or something and so i feel like hopefully uh not sending the wrong message that i i don't care but i'll it's like the first time that i've i've I'm, I'm a very prompt text responder yeah um it's kind of like uh, my thing and i feel the same I feel like I'm I'm dropping the ball a little bit these days, and like someone will, you know, like I I had like an epi- I had to write like an episode description for one of the episodes of our show, and I I waited until like the absolute last second, but like not on purpose, just because like You're busy. I've been yeah, and I'm I'm doing the the parenting thing that people talk about when they have kids, where they're like yeah, and I eat like the mac and cheese she doesn't want like over the sink, and like I'm I'm like shoving like handfuls of spinach into my mouth and like eating like pineapple uh, chunks literally over the sink or like sneaking a, a little dish of them up to my room and she's sleeping and like dry I, cereal. I wish it's, I didn't relate to this. It's so fucked. Uh, but it's also, I mean, I think that the reward outweighs, outweighs the, like the risk. Oh my God, you did. The reward outweighs the whisk. Oh, no, you did outweighs. <laughs> the reward outweighs. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. We uh, we all caught a little bit of like the world's cutest speech impediment. Well, <laughs> little baby, it's 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 baby, it's baby daddy, it's Addie's dad's. Uh, yeah, we're ba- uh, we're character. all baby daddies. Um, I was gonna say speaking of baby daddies, but uh, yeah. I, I was gonna say I was gonna say uh, you know I want to read. We got a new. It, it's it's a little. It's a norm. It's a normal one. There's nothing crazy about it, but we got a really nice review on Apple Podcasts. I would love uh, to hear it. It's just five stars. It says, love it. This podcast is awesome. I've been listening for a year and the conversations about food and love are always so entertaining and thoughtful. And to that person, I want to say, thank you so much. And also, why'd you wait a year? If there's somebody listening right now who has been a loyal listener and hasn't written a review, just write one right now. You can go go right on Apple Podcasts and rate us five stars and leave a review. We really like seeing them. It makes us feel good. Uh, it'll it'll comfort me in the night when I uh, am unable to sleep because I'm afraid my puppy's gonna wake up. <laughs> um, but uh, that's actually getting better. She slept through the night last night. <gasps> She'll do it more often. Let me tell you. I can't believe it. She slept until I woke her up at seven because I had to give her some medicine. But like, she probably would have slept longer. 
Yeah, boyfriend is, this is going to sound, you're going to hate this, but boyfriend has slept through the night since the day I got him. I don't know why. Some dogs are just like better at it than others, but man, it makes a big difference. It makes me way less psychotic. I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm excited to become less psychotic. Uh, I really am. I, I'm, I've, I've, I'm, I've, I've rearranged my entire room. So like every, just, I pushed everything against every wall and I'm like scheming to get rid of furniture. Cause she just like has so much energy and I need, I've blocked, I took Stevie, I took down my bookshelves and I lined the bottom of my uh, bed with them because she kept going under my bed when she would come out of my bed out from under my bed, she would bonk her head on the metal frame. And I was like, Aww. dude, you're going to get like bruises and scratches and stuff. So I did that. And uh, she can't get under there and it confuses the hell out of her. But um, it's crazy. Like this is the most significant life change I've had in like a really long time. And it's uh, it's a huge shock to my system. But but Oh man, I, I guess I'll just end this this long rant by saying that I had a, I, that I talked to number one uh, podcast fan, my dad, uh, last night for the first time in a while, and okay. he uh, imparted to me something that uh, he'd never told me before, which is that when my mom and him like left the hospital uh, with me, uh, and I, my mom stayed an extra day because she got to stay on her birthday because her birthdays are two days apart. Uh, so she, on August 21st, they left and they drove home and my dad said that they stopped at Bradley's, which is a department store on the East Coast that doesn't exist anymore, but it's where I had my first job. And they went to go get something and he like forgot who went in and who stayed with me, but that they, you know, had had a pretty like smooth time and then they got to the store and then they got home and they like had me in a little carrier and brought me up to the front steps and my dad put his key into the front door and he said that they looked at each other and said, now what do we do? <laughs> and they both kind of laughed and i was like holy shit that's like as uh, this is as close to it to that as i've ever felt in my life yeah i yeah. mean that is what it feels like i was sharing with you earlier this week that it feels like you you get a puppy and you're so excited and the first day it's super fun and then you have this weird moment of like oh look at her you have this weird moment of like did i just make the biggest mistake i've ever made in my entire life and mm -hmm. because it's just Nothing, nothing uproots your life like adding a member of a family or having one die. Like, oh, wow. You know, yeah. like it's just such big overnight change. And within, within that, you find a rhythm and you find a routine and it ends up being fine. All, always. I've never regretted getting an animal ever. And obviously- And you've I've always had animals, yeah. My entire life. I've had rabbits. I've had dogs. I've had, you know, and as an adult, I've- always had at least two, two animals, never less. And, um, I've never regretted it, but the adjustment period is challenging for the first month or two. And then it gets so fun and easy. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I think I picked just a weird time cause it's when it's hottest out here and like people are already feeling cooped up. And yeah. I think if I just, if I just knew that they couldn't really go outside in, in, in like a meaningful real way, like to potty train them, unless you can guarantee that like a sick dog hasn't like walked or peed or pooped over I like know. the grass they're on. I don't like if I'd waited until I moved either way again, it's like, except the things I can't change fucking, it is a banger. Yeah. Listen, listen up, Barbara. I cannot, I cannot <laughs> change the fact that I brought home 
a little eight week old puppy. Yep. Um, I can only, I, I can only accept it and I can only do the best job I can. And everyone I talk to is like, your concern means that you're going to be like a great, uh, like owner to this dog. And even as I'm like <laughs> bringing her out of the pet and like showing her the crate and being like, do you like to go in here? And she's like, I do, but I think it's, it's fun. And I think I play in here. I'm like, well, you actually sleep in here. And she's like, well, here's the thing. I'm, I've only been alive since June, so I don't know anything. And I'm like, okay, cool. Would you like to eat more of your food? And she's like, actually, I hate the dry food. So I'm going to uh-huh. eat around it. And I'm like, would you like to eat it out of my hand? And she's like, I'll eat a little yep. bit out of, out yep. of your hand. <laughs> and it's like, the, just learning all that shit and then me like sitting cross-legged on the floor inside her pen at 7 a.m being like i am feeding a dog like so sopping wet like dry and wet food mixed together with water and i two weeks ago could do whatever i wanted in my life and so i know it's going to change but like uh i, I don't you'll, know Listen, stevie, to... stevie yeah. has been unbelievable uh uh you know with solicited advice <laughs> and tips just because like the, she's like the number one dog person that i know and and, and, you know, her dogs are all obviously smaller than mine, but this is, uh, you know, she's, I feel like she's going through it with me and, uh, and it's not, um, I don't take it lightly. I really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. And just know it does get better. It gets a lot easier. And, and that I'm going through it with you. I, this morning was sitting on the floor at 8am hand feeding boyfriend, but not hand feeding him because he's very particular. It's half wet, half dry. He likes when I take it and I set it about an inch in front of his uh, feet and then he takes it. <laughs> but he doesn't want to eat from my hand and he doesn't want to eat from the bowl. And honestly, whatever works, dude. Yeah, whatever whatever keeps him alive. That's so yeah. funny. God, so I, I, I want to be like, dude, this is food. You don't like it? It's food. It's like the best part of life. You get well, to I'm, eat food. And people would be like, just wait until they're hungry and they'll eat. And I'm like, yes, I know. But also at the same time, like nutrition for puppies is really important because that's how they grow. And I'm like, I'm willing to sit on the floor right now. So I'm going to. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I I feel like I, I really th- – thank you for indulging the dog ramble. Uh, listeners, you can you can send us your own dog ramble via voicemail, <laughs> 213-458-5236. Um, when this comes out, I don't know if we'll have recorded our 100th episode, but we are soliciting messages for our 100th episode. Yes. Uh, I believe you will probably be just, it'll be just under the gun, but if you have anything you'd like to say to us, anything at all, anything you've thought or felt or experienced, if you're a longtime listener, and I know we have some of them, uh, you can you can send us a message, 213-458-5236. You can email, at us, uh, email us at iveheardeverythingpod at gmail.com. <laughs> Uh, rate, review, and subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. Um, and uh, until then, Steve, uh, stay safe, stay sane, and stay mixing that wet and dry food together. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. I'll see you soon. I'll see you very soon, I hope. Bye. Bye. Amanda Allen. And we do a podcast called Why Mommy Drinks. Each episode we have a guest and we all share a story of a time that our kids drove us to drink. Parenting isn't easy, but it sure can be funny. Listen to us on Campfire Media. My Mommy Drinks.
Campfire.